I found Jojo. J O J O Jojo. Spend the night. I don't know the words. This song is by Jojo, <laughs> and you are singing about Joe. <laughs> hey guys, your listeners are probably uh, like, "The fuck is he still dating him? What the fuck?" No, you haven't been on in a minute, and also it's interesting because um, the listeners don't know that since the last time you were on, I think you've gotten like with him and broken up a few times. Weren't you broken up the last time you came? Yeah, on? like seven times, right? That's what I thought. So. Ugh. You're doing fine. Everything okay. is good. Yeah, everything's good. Guys, for those of you who uh, are listening, hi, it's me, Kate. I am here with Aiden, my bestie. Um, this episode of Date Fails coming to you live from Misfit Island. Where's the plant? I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, I have to tell you what happened. So first of all, these are new microphones. Um which I'm going to post a video of this episode. The studio is under construction. If you guys could see my apartment. So Aiden is coming over to do the first episode of Misfit Island. This is Date Fails, but it's also Misfit Island episode one because uh, we have a lot to talk about dating-wise, but also I was just so excited to, to get into Misfit Island. So this could be a long episode. Aiden, you could be here for a while. This is so funny. I, the video, like, you're sitting up into the microphone, and, and Kate, I walked in, she was like, you're so loud, you're the loudest person I know, so I'm literally leaning back away from the microphone. Well, here's the problem. I probably don't need to talk right into the microphone, but my headphone situation, guys, okay, look, the studio is being built as I can afford to get things. <laughs> so, someone sent me, which I have to give a shout out, okay, someone sent me an Amazon gift card because I tweeted that my apartment is freezing because my landlord put in a new, uh, we talked about this, my landlord put in a new pilot light and it's like so eco-friendly that it doesn't give out any heat. Right, like, right. I'm so tired of like, I want to save the environment too, but not at the expense of like my toes falling off because it's fucking 40 <laughs> degrees in my apartment. So someone sent me an Amazon gift card to buy um, a space heater. But I'm not allowed to have a space heater here because, like, this is an older apartment complex and the space heater could, it uses too much power. But you're not allowed to have a space heater in your apartment? Legally, you're not allowed to have space heaters in uh, apartments with, like, some certain What? How, 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 how do they keep track of that? They can't keep track of that. I mean, now, I mean, you're on date fails with $60,000 that are saved. Well, no, I, because I used to have a space heater and my landlord came in here... And so he comes in reasonably often just to make sure we're not breaking rules. I used to have plants hanging from the ceiling and he made me take those down. He made me take my space heater out because he thought it was a fire hazard. I also put one of those massage, um, massage, I mean, I put one of those showers with the cord, like the removable shower thing so you could, you know, like clean, clean. the shower, clean the shower. <laughs> and he Is that what you use it for too? Yeah. Because, wait, do women do that? Yeah, it was so okay. Yeah, guys, like we have those. Gay guys do that mm. for for butt stuff. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. What? What do you mean you didn't know that? I'll have to try. That, I keep telling you to do it, and you wouldn't do it. Oh, to clean it. I thought you meant that that was like a form of masturbating. 
Oh, no, 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 I don't. Dude, I do clean out my butthole. I you just said you don't did it. You said, you no, said I, I just... don't do shit. You said like you, you have, have to You have to must douche. I might be feeding back. I'm yelling, baby. Okay. You okay. must. See, we get excited. No, you don't need to douche yeah. your butthole. You absolutely need to douche you your butthole. You do because you've got like a seven inch cock going in yours. I just have like a little tongue and a finger sometimes. This a is so filthy. A tongue and a finger. <laughs> I don't do anal like you. You don't get a dick in there sometimes? Only if it's Are we love. Talk about this? Can yeah. Talk about this? Really? Yeah. Only okay. if it's my boyfriend. I don't yeah. Like... And then do you do? And I've only done it with one guy. <gasps> Catherine. What? Did it go well? Yeah, because he's an expert. <laughs> he, he has nothing to do with it. It's either dirty or not. Oh yeah, yes, yeah. I would never have let him if it wasn't. First of all, I'm the cleanest eater. I barely poop. And <laughs> that's what all girls say. No, but I really barely poop. Like I have problems. I have trouble. People know I take the shitting powder, the anxiety what? powder that makes you poop. Anx what's that anxiety powder? It's called Natural Calm. I wish they sponsored the podcast and would send it to me for free. Not that it's expensive. It's like $10 for a giant can of it. So it makes you poop and it calms you down? It calms you down, but if you take a little too much, it's basically magnesium citrate. If you take too much, um, it can make you like... Yeah, it basically makes you shit your pants. Oh. It's like what they give you for colon cleanse or colonoscopy. They gave it to Michael. No. That's depressing. They gave it to Michael in his final days when he wasn't confident. They did? So I have bottles and bottles of bottles of magnesium. I didn't want to throw it out. I, you know what's weird? I have bottles of it, but when I drink it, it doesn't do anything for me. I swear to God, but the powder, when I shake the it powder. up, I put oh. it in a water bottle, I shake it up, I drink it. It does calm you down. Yeah. But if you do too much, yeah, it makes you poo. Oh. So why were we talking about this? Oh, how? Oh, why were we talking douching. about anal? Douching. Oh, space heaters. How did we get here? <laughs> well, breaking rules with your landlord. Yeah. Oh, right. Shower. So he took out the shower thing. So the point is, for the guy that sent me the space heater money, what I did instead is I bought an electric blanket because the only time I'm really cold is when I'm sleeping at night. So I put an electric blanket on my bed, and it, it totally did the job. Now I'm warm, and there was leftover money. I can't believe you're putting anything electrical by your bed after what happened with your vibrator that exploded. <laughs> you're right. It sparked. I never thought of that. What do you mean, Catherine? <laughs> I never thought of that. Well, that's because the vibrator blew up from overuse. Electrical heaters can blow up from overuse. Yeah, but that vibrator was like, it took a while, so the vibrator... <laughs> <laughs> so you were safe for a few months. Safe for a while. Yeah, and also the vibrator, you're tugging on the cord and stuff. The blanket, you're not like, it's not like the blanket's getting a lot of like cord action. <laughs> I guess maybe. Okay, fine, now you have me worried. No, but we, you know what, they're, they have those things that. Okay, if you go, you can get it for like $20. It's not a space heater. You know, space heaters is circular, right? You know, that, that thing, right? That's what There's it, different, yeah. yeah. There's ones that just, you know, kind of, it's like, it's, it looks like a little fan. All right, but the electric blanket's really working. Well, it's working until it catches on fire. Like, just like your dildo. So good a space heater. Everything plugs in. I, I think it, the, the, the vibrator is one horsepower. That's a lot of power. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Einstein is judging. Don't you feel like Einstein is judging? Anyway, okay, so here's the point. So I had money, and then I also had money people donated for the podcast studio. So what I've gotten so far is the wallpaper for in there, some of the art, the mics now, which today I started putting the mics together, and um, I realized that they didn't come with headphones, which I guess I should have known, but I just wasn't thinking. So 
the headphone situation is I still need to get headphones. These are from the 99 cent store, which is why I hope I can hear us well enough and this doesn't turn out being terrible sound, but it's the first time out. Yeah. But look at these. And then we're gonna get, um, we're gonna get uh, a rug for in there for sound, because there's a little echoey in there. And Misfit Island, which is the new podcast. So guys, I'm launching a new podcast called Misfit Island. And it's going to be about whatever the fuck we want to talk about. But the overall theme is I'm starting it because I feel like I don't fit in in comedy. But it's an overall theme for my life. I've always felt like I don't quite fit in in any group. I always, my whole life, feel like I was trying to get in with groups. And I think that's how I became decent at comedy is because I got good at reading groups of people and figuring out how to get to them. Yeah. But I never feel like super a part of any group. Mm -hmm. And that includes dating and date fails is, is going to be here still. But I just wanted to be able to start a podcast where we just talk about real shit, like the struggle, but also how you use the gifts of like how you're unique to be better. And just, I don't know, I want to be able to talk about anything. And I feel like I'm in a new place in my life and I'm growing. Yay! So, um, so that's why I wanted to do Misfit Island. And today's episode is going to be kind of a combo. I'll release it on both. But then starting next week, I'm going to do a Date Fails and a Misfit Island each week. So I'm going to have you guys subscribe to both. But I'll still put Misfit Island on the Date Fails feed for a few months. But the plant... <laughs> so, <laughs> so I wanted... Aiden's coming over today. My whole thing is, every time Aiden's coming to podcast, I'm like, I swear I'll be ready when you get here. And then he walks in, and it takes me like 15 to 20 to 30 more minutes to like get shit together. And today I was like, I promise, you show up at 2, the shit's going to be ready. <gasps> okay, so then I start building the mics. And I realize it is not... As easy as I thought. There's no instructions. So instead of having me wait, you were like, come at three. Come at three. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, come at three. And then I, I built one mic. It took forever. But once I did one, the second one went quicker. Um, but then I was like, it's Misfit Island. We need a plant. Because <laughs> it's an island. We need like a tropical plant. So then I went across the street to Home Depot. And I started plant shopping, and, and I got overwhelmed because I've never owned a plant. And nobody helped you. I tried to find help. Well, one lady was like, the first I was going to buy a palm tree. and the, <laughs> You were going to buy a palm tree? Yeah, I was going to buy a palm tree. It's an island. Do they have a palm trees for sale? They have little, no, they don't. They have little palm trees. What? Yeah. Like how big? Like three feet, four feet, little, little, like here. Like, really? Like, wow. Yeah, like three, but then what happened is I was about to get this palm tree, and the lady goes, where are you planting that? And I go, what do you mean planting it? <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, that's an outdoor tree. Wait, but don't they have it in a pot? Yeah, but you're supposed to buy it and then put it in the ground. That, so, that's what she thinks. You don't uh, have to. Yeah, but I, I can't have a palm tree growing in my apartment. <laughs> <laughs> so then, so then. Why not? Like, is it So then, wait, so then I said. Is that against the rules, too? Is <laughs> the landlord going to come in and say you can't grow a palm tree in your apartment? He probably would. Everything I've asked to put in here, he said no to, except for a stripper bowl. He was <laughs> fine with a stripper bowl. So, so then I said to the lady, I need a tropical plant that's like three or four feet high that I can grow indoors that is easy to keep alive. Do you have anything like that? And she said, um, yeah, the majestic palm. Those 
don't get as big and they don't need direct sunlight and you can keep them inside. So then I went to get that. How much is a majestic palm? Not that bad, like 30 bucks. Really? Mm -hmm. Okay. So then I get to this indoor plant section and then I find the majestic palm, but then the pots were so expensive. The pots that fit it are like 80 bucks. Mm. I didn't want to spend that much on a pot, but I didn't want to just get it with no pot because then it would get like dirt and yeah, shit. What would you do with it? Well, you have to buy. You have to buy a pot separately. They don't give you one. It comes in a pot, but it comes in like an ugly plastic pot, and and then you're supposed to put it into like a cool pot. For but it's out of frame for now. <laughs> it's out of frame. <laughs> right. I mean, like all you're thinking about is like the, you're right. But right. So in my house, so I want it to be cool again. <laughs> and then, but then here's what happened. But then I thought that too. I was like, okay, I'll just buy the palm and get the pot when I can afford it, right? Mm -hmm. But then what happened is I'm walking with the palm. And then I saw another plant that was cooler, mm. that's still tropical, but would have been dope. It's like, it's called, oh God, what's it called? I looked it up. It's, it's, it almost looks like bamboo, but then at the top, there's like leaves that come off. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's like Asian. It, I, it's like panda. It's, it's Hawaiian. They grow in Hawaii. It said it on the. It only knows it. It looks like it looks like you, you, those, looks those koala things, right? That's yeah. It, Isn't that funny? If I was a, in the first episode next to a bamboo tree eating the koala. Oh, you're koala. right. Yeah. Well, it, or, it or like yeah. a, or pandas. Pandas do that. You're right. You love pandas, I right? Um, I I don't have a problem with pandas. <laughs> oh, I thought you loved pandas. For I think you're thinking of trash pandas. Raccoons. Didn't you dress like a panda? Oh yeah, I dressed up as a panda for Halloween, you're right. I forgot. But it's not because I love pandas, it's just because the costume was a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> so you were just cheap? <laughs> uh, yeah, for the people listening, part of the Misfit Island thing too, and the reason I'm excited about it, is because I want to be so real on here. I feel like Hollywood is all about image. Like, we only post the flyers for the good shows. We yeah. Only, like, like, we only post the photos where we look great. And we only talk about the shit we're working on that's awesome. No one talks about, like, the how bad they bombed at this dive bar the other night. And, oh, yeah. Like, so, the other day, I said, hey, everybody on Twitter, should I get a Pixel or a Galaxy Note? Don't tell me about the iPhone. I don't want an iPhone, right? And some dude wrote back, you're rich now. Start acting like it. Get an iPhone. And I was like, what the fuck makes people think I'm rich? It's probably because I go to Rams games. I don't know why people think I'm rich, but Aiden knows. Like, I'm wearing 99-cent store headphones. If I was going to spend money on anything, it would be this podcast. <laughs> like, we would have headphones. Like, I'm so not rich. I bought a Hyundai. I borrowed money to pay my rent a couple months ago. Like, no one is making money in comedy until they're Bill Huge. Burr or yeah, Chappelle. Yeah, totally. Yeah, there's no money. And, and people are like, what about your Playboy show? That show's been on TV for like, that show plays every weekend. I don't get any money for because that. There's no residuals. No, it's not a union. There's no residuals. So just know that no one is getting rich. And yeah. when I go to things like a Rams game, it's because I'm blessed to be in a position where I meet people who can sometimes hook me up with tickets, which is a blessing, and I'm very, very grateful for that. But, right. like, I don't, I couldn't afford to go. If I went to the Super Bowl, it'd be a gift. I can't afford to go to the Super Bowl. Like, no. Yeah, so I just want people to know. And that's why I couldn't buy a pot for the plant. <laughs> so, long story short, then I found a better plant, mm. whatever it was called, and I was going to buy it. And it, it was very expensive. How eight, much was it? Well, very expensive. It was $80. <laughs> the plant. But it was so much cooler yeah. that I was like, yeah, it's worth it. And it didn't need as much attention. 
-hmm. Like it barely needed water. And it right. Did. So, but then the problem was I couldn't find a pot that went with the plant. And then there was this, the plant had this like thing in it that was like a stabilizer that was taped onto it to make it grow properly. And I didn't know if I was supposed to take that out or not. And then Do I, you think like women think about this more than, because I, I don't know, like I wouldn't even have to, I wouldn't even have thought to buy a plant, period. Really? I would have been like, yeah, whatever, this is Miss blah, 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 blah. Well, full disclosure, I went to Home Depot to buy a rug for sound so we could do this in where we're actually going to set up. And then I walked in and saw the plants, and then I thought... Got inspired. I thought, I'll get a plant instead, and maybe we'll end up doing it in the living room. And then, you know, I'm still figuring it out. So I, I decided to go the plant route. But the long story short is I couldn't get anyone to fucking help me at Home Depot. It was so busy. I needed help because I didn't know if the plant needed me to remove the styrofoam thing that was making it grow right. Or Nobody not. was helping you at Home Depot? I asked for like four people and they were like, I don't know anything about plants. And then finally I was like, is there a plant department person? And they were like, well, send her. And no one ever came. And I, I waited as long as I could. And then I thought Aiden's going to kill me because the podcast isn't going to be set up. And I've got to get the fuck out of <laughs> here. And I came back. And then I started setting up the podcast. And that's why... We're here, and that's why we have all the equipment laying hey, around. Hey, great. Look at you set this up. Yeah. It's like, if I didn't know you better, I'd be like, oh, you're a lesbian. It's like everything. What? what is that? How do lesbians know how to do this? Uh, every lesbian knows how to do this. Really? Yeah, it's a very lesbian thing. Mics? Like electronics? Yeah. Mike, electronics, fixers, you know, plants. Ikea furnitures. Really? They, they screw everything together. Yeah, man. I should have gotten... You get a lesbian. Do you have any lesbian friends? We'll get you a couple. I'm not sure. I'm sure you have lesbian listeners. Do you ever get lesbian listeners? Well, yeah, I get lesbians. Well, I never know if they're lesbians or if they're, like, swinging both ways, but I do get girls in my DMs. Oh, great. I get hit on by tons of lesbians, but I don't want to use them for this, you know, because I'm not a lesbian. Right. I mean, you, you can get a lesbian comedian or something. Oh, that's not a bad idea. Yeah, I have a lot of lesbian comedians. I'll hook you up. All right, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, it's, that would be great. I mean, I did have a few guys at Home Depot come up and give me their card, like... The labor, the day laborers now are coming inside. Really? They're coming inside. They're allowed to come inside? I don't think so. I think they're secretly like wandering around handing out cards. Do they speak English? He spoke English. Oh, okay. Well, I feel so racist saying, saying that. I was, I, I was so scared to say anything because, you know, nowadays you say anything and it's like, oh my God, well, no, racist. I'm sure it was their second language, but like, they spoke, <laughs> they spoke enough to go, do you want my business card? Mm -hmm. There was actually two. I love our, our text exchange earlier. I was like, hey, if I were... If I were straight <laughs> or a good Asian, I could help you set shit up. That was but. actually so funny, Aiden. I was like, Aiden, it took me an hour to set up the first mic. We should have filmed it. And he was like, I'm Asian. I should be able to help you, but I don't know how. I don't know. I'm a terrible. I got, I got all the, I didn't get any good qualities in any. You're good. Them. You're good. I'm really good at math, though. Um, I want to talk about, okay, well, we'll start with the date fails. Um, and then we'll get to the... The drama. Oh, God. The life drama. But first, um, uh, I'm going to pause for one second. Hang on. Oh, my God. This is like take 95. We paused to go get Slurpees, and then the mic cord stopped working. Now I'm recording on my phone, and then Aiden is louder than me. So now we're sitting eight feet I'm apart. I'm like so much louder. I'm like, I'm like, I'm, I'm so far away right now. Aiden speaks at the level that most people yell from sidelines of sporting events. <laughs> That's just how I speak all the time. She's like, you're the, hands down, the loudest person 
I've ever met. I wish you guys were in the room to understand that things shake on the walls <laughs> when Aiden talks. And when you laugh, I have to literally pull the mic <laughs> all the way to the other side. I was a trained opera singer. Okay, but this is not an opera. <laughs> My life is an Stop opera, moving. honey. Sit still. Okay, fine. My <laughs> life is an opera. Stop yelling. Okay, okay. Right. Try, try talking at a normal tone. <laughs> that's not. That's not. That's not why you love me, Kate. I know, but just for the podcast. I'm talking normally that's right better. now. I'm that's talking normally. That's okay, I'm better. just excited. I'm, well, yeah. Okay. I'm just get excited. I can't help it. Guys, I want to have a funeral. Well, not a funeral. I want to have. Stop moving your slurpy straw. <laughs> okay, listen. I want to have a wake. A wake for your relationship, mm-hmm. which is now dead, mm-hmm. deceased, hopefully. <laughs> and, a, and a wake for my dead relationship, which is not romantic, but like I... Sometimes you have to mourn the loss of people who are still living. Right. So let's talk first about Joe. Okay. What the fuck is going on? So, like, I'm trying to remember the last time you came on here, I think you were kind of debating. You guys were on and off, but you were at the moment off-ish, but you were thinking of still going to Europe with him because I was, think I was doing No Dick November and then you, no, you, you did Dick No, you were going to do No Dick November because you were going to not Yeah, and then I screwed a bunch of guys, yeah. And then you fucked a bunch of people right. on your Joe break. Right. And then you and Joe got back together. And then you called me like, oh, me and Joe are the best ever. Yuck. We're communicating. Okay, so this is what happened. Okay. I had a gig in Fresno. Mm-hmm. Fresno. Mm-hmm. Who the, you know, who, Fresno, okay? And so I, went, I go there and, and Joe is like, I'm going to meet you in Fresno. What's wrong with that? He, so he, he lives there. He doesn't live in Fresno. He, he lives in the Bay Area. Yeah, well, it's like it, equidistant. It is. But he, yeah, it's like three hours from oh, San Francisco. I thought it was like right there. No, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Geography, Kate. Whatever. So he drives down to Fresno, and he's like, "Let's try this together." And I'm like, "Okay, great, fine." Uh, and so we do. You were not like, "Okay, great, fine." You guys, he really likes Joe, and he I was, really like Joe. And you were like really excited about making it work with him, and you thought that you guys could get there. I you like were, Joe. You were like, "Okay, fine." You were like, "Joe is willing to fight for me." That's what you said on the last podcast. You were like, "He fought for me," and he showed he was like a man. And he, I mean, driving three hours—that's like wow. Okay, it's not that far. Whatever. Okay. Anyway, whatever. Okay, not everybody can be so beautiful like you. That everybody, everybody does that. No, I'm just saying three hours. I would be more excited about the fact that he, like, you're like, he drove three hours. That's impressive. I'm like, he bought you a trip to Europe. Like, fuck a three-hour drive. Like, that's a bigger, like, wow. But if you buy a trip to Europe, right, there's something in it for him. Going to Fresno for three on a three-hour drive, there's nothing in it for you other than the person you're going to see, and that's it. Yeah, Fresno sucks. No offense. I mean, there's there's nothing in Fresno. If you live in Fresno, I'm sorry um, to insult you, but it's kind of boring. (laughs) But it's not your fault it's boring. I mean, you know, it's... There's meth. (laughs) I feel like that's what Fresno is like. It's What What else is in Fresno? We don't know. We spent the whole time at the hotel. Fucking. Yeah. Okay, so you guys have amazing sex. Yeah. But your biggest issue with him is from the beginning, you have never trusted him. You always have doubts, partly right. because he is not out of the closet, so he's already hiding you from half of the people. Half? Everyone. Yeah, you're a secret lover. That's never a good sign. Yeah. 
But then I was at first like, but he's gay and it's complicated because those people don't know he's gay and it's up to him when he... But the, the problem is that for like people that don't know Aiden as well as I do, like you're so all about like living your truth, which I am too. And you're very much about like owning everything. Like I fucked a bunch of people, but like now I'm with him and I'll be loyal and I'm gay and I don't give a fuck if you like it or not. And he is not that person. And yeah. I think that from the beginning, like that's a huge thing for you. Like, it's a disconnect. Yeah. You had trouble with that. Yeah. But then you guys keep, okay. Can I talk about how far like he's going to try to prove like the screen, like the photos and stuff. Like, can we talk? About yeah. This? Yeah. Go ahead. Like, here's what I think is insane. So Aiden doesn't trust him for whatever your reasons are. Sometimes I think that they're like valid and sometimes I'm like, that's a little crazy. But at the point is you have doubts, which I think if you doubt someone is telling the truth over and over, that there's something in you that knows that they're lying. Like, I just think our intuition is powerful. Oh, yeah. Right? But so Aiden is telling me like he Joe is like every time he tells him he's doing something he's sending evidence now like he's sending like screenshots and photos and like letting you look at his phone but my thing is I'm like I don't think I would hate being in a relationship where I have to constantly send evidence right right but I'm not making him do it no he's doing it on his own yeah so my thing is this is this is my position on this relationship and it always has been my position is this I know I'm going to find an awesome guy that's going to tell the truth and that's going to be great dick. That's going to be romantic. I know. And I'm like, and I told him this like this. I was like, Joe, is that you? Or do you have different intentions? If you have different intentions, then let me go so I can find that person. But I'm not attached to it having to be you. So are you telling the truth or are you not? That's, you know what I mean? Like, we'll just leave. You know, because that's the way I think. I really think there's a guy out there for me. It could be Joe or not. But I'm going to find that person. So are you wasting my time or not? Right. 1,000%. So he's like, okay, well, then I want to, you know, I, I know you have trust issues. So I'm going to show you trust or whatever. So he's like showing me all these like things, which is fine. But the thing is like I keep seeing things that require explanation. And I'm like, that is weird. Why did that happen? That is weird. Why did that happen? And the thing is, if some people are like straight up, there's no reason for that. You know, people don't need to explain. Stories are just... Right. Yeah. If you have stories attached to everything, a bunch of things that happen that's weird, right? That usually there's untruth there. Usually. And it's happening enough that I'm starting to sit here and feel crazy. Like, maybe... Well, even this. Okay, wait. Can I interject? I'm yeah. sorry. But, like, even this. Like, Aiden is, like, um, there's an app on his phone, like, a dating app. That he says he took off, but he's still receiving notifications. So it's like, it would be like if I said I took Tinder off my phone, but then I hand you my phone and there's a notification. From Tinder. Tinder that says you have a new match. Right. And then I told Aiden, I'm like, and I go, well, how do you know he took it off? And Aiden's like, well, he gave me his phone and let me look through it. And I'm like, how deep did you look? Because you can hide apps from your home screen on the iPhone and the app is still there. Like, so it doesn't... I don't know any way you can be getting notifications from an app that you don't still have. Right? Right? I don't think you can. And so it just went off on him. After we had that discussion, I called him and I was like, listen, I was like, I know, whatever. No, you can't, you can't, you know, there's a way to, and then he ghosted me for a full day yesterday. He like, 
I, I sent it the message and he did not say anything to me all day yesterday. Wait, you're still talking yesterday? I thought you guys broke up like two or three days ago. No, well, we broke up two, three days ago where we were kind of like... Let's you're get... never going to break up. This is what happened. Kate, do you want a timeline? Okay, so the timeline is on Monday Tell I was like... What? <laughs> okay, on Monday... Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> Audio problems. Okay, so on Monday... <laughs> Just talk. <laughs> Just talk to me. Okay, so on Monday we were like, all right, uh, this isn't working and whatever, you know? And then it's like Wednesday when I had this conversation, right? Like on Monday, we agreed that we would take a week off, right? But then on Tuesday, he was already hitting me up. He's like, hey, um, how long? If you want to talk sooner, we can. Do you think I should cancel my flight to Vegas? I was going to come see you. Do you think we should? You know what I mean? Like stuff like that. And then Wednesday, um, I have this conversation with you and I blow it up and I'm just like, you know what? Screw it. And then like he does not text me at all, all of Thursday. And actually on Thursday morning, I texted him back and I was like, hey, that was a big reaction. I, I apologize and maybe we can talk about it. So he just ignores me all day, which, okay. But like Thursday night comes and I actually said to him, I was like, listen, like obviously I said this. You're not happy about it. Because he's not the type to ignore me all day. Like, he, he'll text back, you know, whatever. Yeah. So, then I was like, all right, listen. Like, obviously, it's been working out. Whatever, we'll leave it. This morning, he texts me a bunch. So, first, first he says, I'd rather you tell your friends how you feel about me rather than telling me. Right? Um, because, really, there's nothing else to say. I ignore that text. An hour Wait, later. I don't understand. He's like, I don't Wait. think we have anything to talk about because however you feel about me, I would rather you tell your friends than to me because it's hurtful or something like that. That's what he said. Doesn't even make sense. He, he basically doesn't want, want to feel attacked. Is I think that this is what's going on. You have fallen into this pattern that I think this has to do with Michael personally because you... Sound exactly like me for the last few years until like the last few months, mm -hmm. which is like my pattern with relationships. And a lot of people do this is to date someone and it starts really wonderfully and then quickly goes downhill. And then I spend the next year of my life trying to get it back to the really wonderful place that it started yeah. because I focus on the positive memories right. instead of the reality of what is right in front right. of me. And I have wasted so much time going back. I don't like to call it wasted time so we learn lessons and it's gotten me to the point where I'm at, where mm -hmm. I feel like I'm growing and the whole reason I'm doing Misfit Island is because, you know, I'm trying to like expand and become like a better version of me. But at the same time, it's like, I don't want to watch you. My friend gave me the most amazing pep talk. She was like, she's 10 years older than me and she was like, I spent so many years wasted on the back and forth with people that it was not going to work yeah once you start going back and forth and you start hyper analyzing this much and you have to prove things to each other and you break up you get back you break up you get back once you start that cycle yeah it's like going to eat up your time and energy and stop everything else in your life that's moving forward while you go back and forth and my friend was like kate i'm 10 years older than you i do not want you to be where i am in 10 years still feeling like you're in this fucking cycle. Break it right now. Yeah. It's crazy making too. Uh, absolutely. So I'm breaking it off. I, I, I did. I, I did. I did. Today, I did. 
and actually did something dickish. Why? Um, because he texted me, right? And he was like, he texted me that that in the morning about don't you know like text me, and then like he kept like he kept sending me messages. Like he sent me like seven. You have to block him. But then he said like, you can call me if you want. And I finally said to him, I was like, this is what I said, word for word. I said, listen, dude, <laughs> it was really fun. I don't think it's a good idea for us to talk. No hard feelings. Let's. There's a problem call it. in that statement. I don't think leaves an opening. The problem with your whole thing is, listen to me, by the way, like how I sound so wise. <laughs> I've been single for three months. I'm like, I'm an expert. Here's the thing, though. For real, one, when you say, I don't think, it's like, oh, my God, Krista Allen gave me the best analogy the other night. I said, I'm trying to do whatever I said. I'm going to try to do something tomorrow. She said, no, you're not going to try. You're going to do it. Mm-hmm. She goes, Drop a pen on the floor right now. And I was like, what? She's like, drop a pen. And I dropped it. And oh. she goes, now, are you going to try to pick the pen up or are you going to pick it up? And it's like, when you say to him, I don't think that we should see each other, you're leaving an opening for him to change your mind. Because you're not saying, I am positive I'm done. Well, I don't think, well, I think after that, he said, right? I said that and he was like, wow, I guess I missed the deadline. You know, I, I, I guess I should have called you yesterday and missed the deadline is what he said to me. And I said, yeah, you did. Good luck. Mm. Okay. but Which I mean- think is kind of, which is kind of dickish. And I feel kind of bad about it now because I feel like. No. You, here's the thing though is. I feel bad because I'm like, I hurt his feelings probably. You don't feel bad because you hurt his feelings. You're afraid of him actually leaving. No, I actually, I'm ready for him to go. Really? I am. I'm I hope done. You are. I'm done because I can't do this crazy making thing anymore. I'm losing touch with my own sense of security. That's it. I'm losing sense with my own sense of. You start to feel crazy. You need to get out of yeah, that situation. Right. It's like this too. I've been thinking about this a lot, and this is not like an on you thing, yeah. but this is something that I think is really important to talk about yeah. because. I feel that during the time of my life, when I was going back and forth about, there was a whole year with the porn guy, then there was a year with the actor guy, right? Which is why with the musician guy, I was like, when that ended, I was upset and I know I like, I vented about it for maybe there was like a month that I wouldn't, that I was having trouble letting it go, right? But... I very quickly made a decision to not burden my friends with it the way that I had with the porn guy and the actor guy because I feel that I have pushed away some friends because we've all had that friend that's with someone that they go back and forth and back and forth, but it's the same story. Right. Eventually you go, Jesus Christ, I can't. If my phone rings and this person spends another hour of my day having the same conversation, I'm going to kill them and they're wasting my time now. And I... I became that friend. Yeah, I'm totally that friend to so many people right now. And the thing is, at some point, I started to become self-aware of, oh my God, I'm like the person that when the phone rings, they're like, oh, do I want to answer? I'm going to have to listen to Kate whine about this person. And I don't want to be that person ever again. Yeah. And like, so one friend said to me when I was dating the porn guy, Yeah. my girlfriend she actually said it to me and it was the toughest love, but I needed it. She said, Kate, listen, I love you. I will always love you. But we have come so far through your feelings for this guy. 
and I had started talking to him again, she was like, if you go back, I cannot hear about it. Right. She goes, I will not spend more of my time when we both know this is bad for you. She said that to me, and... I swear to God, Aiden, it's what made me walk away from him. Wow. Because I was like, this isn't the best friend I've had maybe ever in my life. And this girl's telling me I can't listen to you talk about this person because she said it's hurting me. She's like, it's not just about you anymore. It's hurting me to watch you with him and it's hurting me to see you wasting your talent and your energy. and. That is what I don't want for you because. But is that is that okay? Because you know we always talk totally honest. That's what you see, right? In terms of like, oh, this guy is bad for Aiden. This guy Aiden changes when he's with them. I don't necessarily think that you change when you're with him, but what I do see is that all we when I talk to you, that is all you're focused on. Yeah. Is the relationship, and normally it's ending. Yeah. But the back and forth, all I normally is Yeah. But I mean, here's the problem. We work in a business that's self-driven. Right. You don't work at Starbucks. Mm-hmm. So if you want to have a career, yeah. you cannot waste this much energy. Dude, when I'm not with him, I get so much done. That's what I'm saying. And the, that's why I haven't even gone on a date in three months. Ugh. Because to me right now, I want to fucking get this podcast studio set up. I want, I want to get my development deal going. I want to get... And as soon as someone comes in the picture that is not helping, yeah, I don't want it anymore. I've changed. Yeah. But I also like, I also have, I think the more I'm becoming self-aware and the, the more I'm trying to encourage my friends, like I don't want it for you either. Yeah. I will say this. It's not a pattern for me. This is new. Like. But he's th- your first relationship since Michael. Right. When I was with Michael, it was like, Bam. Helpful, helpful, helpful. Good feeling, good feeling, yes. good feeling. Trust, 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 trust. This is... I've, I feel so unstable. I feel unstable. In... Probably even more unstable than when Michael died. Because when Michael died, I was at least like, okay, Michael died. But I am strong enough to get through. I had myself. This, I'm questioning myself. Yeah. Unstable, not worth it. I can't. I will not. I will not. Well, it's kind of like okay. So this leads into like kind of more of the Misfit Island type discussion, but it they go together because it's almost like I was I was researching last night um, grieving the loss of a living person, meaning sometimes in our life we have to let someone go who's still alive, but they're very much a part of our life and. Like, it's called ambiguous grief. It actually turns out this is like a real thing because let's say that you have a family member that gets um, dementia, Alzheimer's, or has an addiction so bad that they've done so many drugs, they've had a psychotic break, or they're a different person, whatever. That person is gone, but they're still alive. Yeah. And that is like another type of grief. Like, I had something... I should talk about it. It was so heavy, but people go through it. But like, I have had a really, it's no surprise. Like I've had a really conflicted relationship with my father my entire life. Uh, He was like a pretty absent father, bad alcoholic. Who knows what else he does? I know, I don't know. But um, not ambitious, lazy, took like social, or not social security, took, um, 
what do you call it when you're hurt and you get money from the government? Disability. Um, disability pay for years and years, but I like didn't he didn't really have a disability bad enough. Like you know those people that have like one shoulder surgery, they get on disability yeah. somehow, and then they manage to stay on it forever. And you're like, dude, you could get a job. Like, yeah. Come on. So um, for years, it's been one of those relationships that I kept alive because I felt obligated because he's my father. But he wasn't really a father ever. And he got remarried and he kept marrying women that kind of would basically like take care of him and also do his job. Like they would send me birthday cards. Like it's not him, it's his wife, you know? And it's like shit like that. And the point is my mom, my brother, my sister, everybody got it. They were all like, the guy's scum. He does nothing for us. He makes us all feel like shit. We're not dealing with him anymore. And they all didn't. But I was always the kid that was like, I have to keep everything together. I don't want to hurt their feelings. I got to make everyone happy. And because of that, I stayed in his life. But every time I'd see him, it was just progressively, progressively more difficult. Mm. And then, you know, like um, a few months ago, something came out. I found out about him, like some things that he did years ago but I never knew about that were like so troubling and so unforgiving that if I had known at the time probably it would have changed the whole course of my life and certainly I would not have stayed involved with him and then when I found out uh, and tried to discuss it with him I figured out real quick that not only was it true that he had done these things but definitely that he must be carrying a lot of guilt because you know when you accuse someone of something and right away they get really angry and aggressive and like violent and he just he overreacted so much to me even bringing up it would be like if someone told me you stole a dozen eggs and i was like hey aiden i gotta talk to you about something i heard this thing about these eggs and before i could even tell you what it was you were like did someone say i stole the eggs i would fucking kill them and and you're like holy shit like one how did you know where i was going and b obviously you're guilty because you're deflecting and you're so angry and you're just so the point is that all happened with my dad and one thing led to another and before i knew it just like the hatred spewing out of him i'd never seen anything like it from him Mm. but my whole family had but to me he'd always managed to like hide it Right. But slowly over the years, like his addiction, like everything, it, he was becoming someone that I didn't want to be around, but I w- couldn't let it go. And then I realized, I finally realized through this, I have to let him go because there's nothing about him that is adding to my life at this point. It's just every engagement, every interaction is hurtful, destructive, stressful. Was there a period in, in your life where you were not communicating with him yeah no that's the thing i mean there's been moments for like a week or two you know you have a argument or whatever but the thing is my whole life has been it's like he has always been the elephant in every room in my life because when i'm with my my mom's side of the family like we just it's like he doesn't exist because when they split up they were good about um not shit talking each other and Mm. That was actually, like, the judge would say it. The judge will go, if you badmouth each other in front of the children, that's grounds for the other parent to try to take custody. Wow, really? Yeah, but my dad would never have tried to take custody because he's lazy and he couldn't, like, he was like, my dad quit paying child support, like, my dad paid child support for, like, a month and then quit. And then my mom had to sue him for, like, back pay. Like, it was like, 
he was the worst father. But for some reason, it's like it's like I was saying earlier about how we choose to remember the good times then yeah. we try to get back to that. Like, I always think about the one soccer game he was on the sideline. The one time he would show up. The one fishing trip. But then, the older I get, the more I'm like, there's not enough... There's hardly any good memories mixed in anymore with all the bad. And then on top of that, my entire life, I'm very forgiving and compassionate. And I believe in love and empathy. And, you know, I think it's very difficult for me to let someone go when I feel their family. Right. But then I finally realized that family isn't blood. It's more. It's love. And that person doesn't love you. And he sent me a text when he got so angry about this thing that I confronted him on where he was like, the best thing your ex-husband ever did was leave you. Like, See, he that said was that to just me. like, yeah. yeah. That to me was it. And he called my mom a bitch. He called my brother. Which he had never done before, right? No, not in front of me. And like, he'd never, he'd never spoken like that about my mom. And, you know, he was not a good father to my brother ever. But then when he's, he said some shit about my brother in the text, and like to me it's like the way I am on my social media. Like You can go after me, but the minute you go after one of my friends, you're fucking gone, like gone. Mm-hmm. And like so I love my mom, my family so much that the minute he attacked them, I was like, you're done. Yeah. This is over. For good now. But what's weird is it was very emotional because he was sending me such angry, cruel texts, things you should never say to your kid, things you say from a place of like, this is your last chance to hurt them. Cause of course. You, and I feel like I started Googling how to grieve this because I need to let him go. And he's still alive. And it's a weird thing, but it's the same thing with a breakup. Like yeah. That's why I think it applies to this because I think that it's the same with breakups. Like sometimes we don't want to let someone go. And I know Joe hasn't been in your life as long. He's not your father, but I mean, you love, there's love there, you know, but sometimes you have to let someone go in order for you to get where you need to be. Do you feel like you can let, do you have to let him go? So your mom and your brother do not contact him at all? No, my Period. Bro- no, my mom has not spoken to my father really since they split up. And the thing is I never understood. Yeah. My whole life I was like, okay, you know, there were stories of things that I didn't remember. Right. And I don't want to give away too much cuz it's like my family's personal life and I don't want to, you know, call- say too much, but I will just say that there are things that I heard about that I had trouble believing yeah. because I never saw this side of him. Right. I didn't believe he was capable of some of the things that he's been accused of. But now... You can. Yeah, because I finally... It was kind of like you suddenly see someone's true colors. In a moment, you go, holy shit, and all these puzzle pieces start coming together because you're like... I think that for me, he. I was the only one that saw anything in him that resembled love. And right. so I think for me, he tried really hard to hide everything right, else. Right, of course. You know? He's, you're the only one left. Yes. And then when I suddenly... And also, it was like, for him to be able to turn to the one person that defended him his entire life and say, you're dead to me because of an accusation that is Probably true. true. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, so... But... 
the thing is that's crazy is like what, you, what is it that you miss about him what is it that you you are grieving about him I don't miss anything about him but I think the thing is I mean there's like maybe moments moments of good but what happened is I started to look up this whole thing about grieving someone who's alive and they were talking about the best things you can do and it actually kind of helped me because they were like you have to look at if someone has an addiction, for him it's alcohol, mm-hmm. for sure, yeah. his whole life. Someone has an addiction, um, over time, they aren't the same person. And so, like, it's okay to hang on to the memories of who they were and go, those were good memories. This person doesn't exist anymore, though. This person is gone. And you can only give, you can give so much love to someone until that amount of like until it's starting to injure you. Yeah. And like it's hard for me too because you know I was brought up like Christian and it, it's it's a struggle for me to like I you have to forgive someone, but you don't have to continue to engage with someone. And I think that's the thing I had to learn is like I forgive my dad for you know, it, it's a, addiction's a disease and he's not strong enough to fight it maybe and whatever psychological issues he has, you know, maybe his parents were abusive to him. I don't know, but I do know that I don't have to hate him, but I, but you can let someone go, right? you know, and not hate them and be like, I'm letting you go in love. Yeah. Good luck, but I can't anymore. And so when I started like looking it up, they were just, it was basically like they were saying, focus on the good memories, but also be very real about the present and how, what is how right. it's affecting you and uh I, I feel okay about it i wonder if it's like i you know i think we struggle with a similar thing is like at least for at least for you i see somebody who's so like you really don't want to hurt anybody like ever no. you know and it's like it's like we really you and i both and it's kind of the misfit islands thing like we both need to work on Putting ourselves first. Yeah. Is this person going to endanger our connection to ourselves, our own personal responsibility that we have to what we yep. want to be? It's the first time in my life I feel strong enough. Like, it's the first time in my life I'm like, wow, I actually do love myself more than I'm willing to love this person. Right. And I've never been there. And it was like... It was, that's why I feel such a mix of emotions about this because I, I realized something else, which is like, I think that we all, sometimes we, we, we say we're still with someone because we have feelings. I care about them. I love them, whatever. But the truth is that if someone is making you feel crazy or making you doubt yourself or hurting you, you can't really love that person truly you know, you might love parts of them or the way they make you feel sometimes. Sure. But I think that we keep them because of fear. I think that so much of what we do is because of the fear right. of something. Like, I know the reason I kept my father in my life for so long is because I'm scared of living with regret if he's not in my life and he dies. Right. That's the real truth. That is the only, only reason... That I would have any involvement, and that's the only reason. I can say it's because 
I want to be compassionate. I feel sorry for him. It was those things for a long time. Right. But now, if I kept him, it would solely be because I'm scared of future regret. And that is a choice. Yeah. That's a choice. I can go, you know what? I'm not going to operate based on fear. Yeah. And I'm going to know I'm doing the right thing for me because I love me. And, and if that time comes and I have to deal with... Of course, I'll be sad he's gone. But... I will never regret making a choice to love myself. But you know you're a smart girl. Okay, so yeah. you know when you're smart. Okay, I read this article. I actually think this is what happens. Uh, and uh, I'll just use the Joe thing as an example of what's happening. See, the Joe thing, I'm afraid to leave because I'm like, oh, what if I'm missing out on something great? So I'm holding on to that fear. So what I do is I go back and look for the positive aspects in Joe that I like and I accentuate those and I make the things that bothered me smaller to talk myself into going back so I can avoid the fear. Right. And when you're smart, you can, uh, you know, everybody you can does can reason. It. You can reason yourself into anything. Yes. That's why... Really smart people suck at diets. They did a study. They're like, smart people suck at diets because they'll be in a situation where they're like, oh, shit, I have to like not eat these calories. But they can sit there and go, well, this time it's different. And they can reason themselves successfully yeah. into getting themselves to believe that they can eat that chunk of cake or whatever. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so in your case, it's like, okay, well, if you don't, if you have that regret about your dad and that's your fear and you know it's good for you to do whatever... But, like, if you have a fear, you can easily go back in time and pick out all the good memories and accentuate those to try to get you to exactly. take action to avoid that fear. Exactly. Exactly. But what's okay to do, and, like, that's why I'm so excited about this podcast. I mean, it's this is still date fails, but it's, like, that's why I'm so excited because it's, it's okay to be willing to admit to being afraid. Yeah. Like... So often we're like ashamed to be scared. Yeah. Why? Everybody's scared sometimes. So what do we do moving forward? So it's like okay to be afraid. Yeah. But choose to be brave. It's a brave thing to make a choice. It's going to make your life better when it's hard. It's a brave thing to let yeah. go of somebody that you know you're going to... It's a brave thing to let go of someone who has been a big part of your life. If you need, if you're doing it for the right reasons, it's a brave. These are brave, you know. Admitting this shit is brave, but like I think that what's cool is like it's the first time in my life I feel like the more I just admit, the more I'm like open. You know, Andrew Dice Clay is giving me a hard time because I'm so open on social media, and he's like, Kate, like. Be it, just be funny. You don't need to be so open. You're, they don't care about you. They don't know you. And the truth is, they don't have to know me to care. And they also, you guys also, I don't have to know you to care about you, but I still care. Like, if, yeah. if we talk about something and 100 people out there mm -hmm. hear it and they're like, holy fuck. Yeah, I'm doing this because I'm scared. Like, we just like tinily changed like the world a little and what right. if they tell their friends and like the impact of that is so much stronger to me than just telling a joke there's a value to it for sure yeah and so it's like it's also keeping me accountable you know you know what kate actually um you know how i do the advice thing yeah i've actually changed the way that i've been giving advice around this particular thing um because you can't what i'm noticing doesn't work 
right? And yeah. sometimes it's hard to see your own thing. What I'm noticing doesn't work is pushing against the negative emotion. So say you're afraid and you go, I am not going to feel afraid. It's like pushing a noodle. You're not going to. But what you do is you go, okay, I feel afraid. What's at the other end of that? Oh, self-empowerment. Okay. So then you yes. become excited about self-empowerment and you go, what's going to serve me in that direction versus what am I pushing against? So it's like, I'm so excited about being self-empowered and being strong that if you're not going to serve that, then I'm not going to have it. I'm going to go toward this. And that makes you feel better. Exactly. You know? And exactly. so with your father, is he serving your uh, your strength? Is he serving your power? Is he adding to your exactly. person that you want to be? Right? What's adding to the person I want to be is walking away from it. Right. And like, have you ever heard that quote, everything you want is on the other side of fear? Right. <laughs> it's the truth. No. It's the fucking truth. If fear is a canyon and you're on one side and what you want is on the other no. side and there's a tightrope going across, you take the tightrope. It's scary as fuck. But if someone promised you yeah. that when you get to the other side, yeah. it's going to be better, yeah. it's worth it. You know, I think what, what might help you feel better about this, and like, this is why I love giving advice because I feel better about my life. See? Yeah, yeah, we feel even better <laughs> about each other's lives, right? Helping people makes you feel better. Yay! So, so here's the thing. Well, I you actually might. am. <laughs> you might if you. I might. Be. In a bad yeah. moment. <laughs> what was it all about? Oh, yeah. So basically, it's like, okay, so, but this is the way I'm trying to look at Joe, and maybe you can look at your father this way. I am grateful for Joe, all right? Like, even if I break up with him, I will never forget him, and I am forever grateful for Joe. Right. Why? Because he showed me. What I don't want. Yeah. And thereby showing me what I do want. And he probably showed you some things you do want. It's like Ryan. Right. right. I mean, I he's... Said his name. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Bleep it out. <laughs> it's like, whatever. It's like, it's like this guy I dated that, uh, like, you know, I felt there were a million bad things about it. Yeah. But now I'm, I'm trying to learn to opportunity uh, to operate on gratitude also mm -hmm. and be grateful for mm -hmm. things, right? So instead of going, oh... Like, that was a horrible relationship. Go, no, you know what? He, I started playing guitar again after I went out with him and I started wearing less makeup and he made me believe in my talent more. And like, so take the good. Yeah. Instead he of He was that. the impetus for you, Kate, for All you of this to, shit. Yeah, for you to actually be stronger in yourself. He was the impetus. His rock bottom right. made me realize I was at rock bottom, not with drugs, but with guys, right. it made me go, oh my God, I picked this again. Yeah. I need to fix this shit. And what a gift, right? Huge gift. You're right. It happened for a reason. Yeah. So congratulations. So all those, all those, all those things that I don't want and all, and you know, I mean, all, all those things that we do want, like he showed you such warmth and love that you, you, for, and for those experiences, yeah. it doesn't negate that just because he, right? Right, you know like I'm there are things that I definitely like know from him. Oh, I want that in a person. Yeah. So now you know. Cool. And things you don't want and that you too. Yeah. I'm so proud of us. I am. Yeah. There's something else that, that I was going to bring up. Oh, this is the other thing I was reading about. This is fucking crazy. Mm. But this is like, this applies to everything. So... You know you're saying about like feeling the emotion instead of pushing against it and then getting to the other side of it. Right. Well, 
like I'm totally with you in that and lately I've been doing that like whatever I feel like even the other night when I was really upset about this stuff the stuff with my dad is very like recent and I was I was like you know instead of trying to my like my thing is to like not bother people with my shit don't keep someone on the phone too long about it don't let people see it go inward deal with it at this time I was like you know what one picked up the phone crying when Krista called, which I never do. And I just was real about it. And then I was also like, I'm gonna just put my phone down tonight and let myself have this night of being completely miserable and knowing it's okay and grieving this and thinking through this and like really feeling it. Yeah. Instead of we run from our feelings, we do drugs, to, we do drugs, we drink, we do whatever we do, yeah. do we go to the gym, we try to get away from it. I was like, I'm gonna lay here, I'm gonna put on songs that will move me in a way. I'm gonna cry about it, I'm gonna write about it, I'm gonna feel about it. And I'm telling you, one, I woke up looking beautiful because my face was all puffy, like I got fillers. So (laughs) 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 But also like, I woke up and was like, I'm so glad I did that because a year ago, I would've just like, tried not to deal and been miserable for days right. and, and it would have halted all my forward progress mm-hmm. where instead I said, I'm going to take this one day mm-hmm. to be sad and stop my forward progress. But mm-hmm. then tomorrow I'm going to go, all right, here's when you step on the tightrope, fucking move forward. And like, here we are doing a podcast yeah. and I worked out and I feel like a good, like it's, yeah. I'm happy. I think so often we ourselves and <laughs> Asian parents um, <laughs> tend to do this thing where it's like, okay, I'm, I'm, I don't want to feel this way. It's not okay to feel this way. So I'm going to muscle my way to this other thing. Yeah. When what we really actually need to do, the most helpful thing is to be like, it's all right. Of course you're going to feel upset at this. It's all right. Take a day. It's okay. It's okay. Like it's self-soothing. Yes. Self-talk. Then yes. it's like you can get, I mean, really like it's, it's okay. And we all need a friend or two or three who you know is your go-to person when you and Krista, I say, are like halftime coaches. <laughs> I'm serious. Cause what I mean is like whenever I'm at my lowest, if I talk to either one of you, I know I'm going to get like the talk that like a coach gives a team at halftime when they're like, Kate, like I, I talked to Krista last night and I was so upset. But, you know, I was like, I don't mean to be woe is me. I'm going to be fine. And she was like, hey, let's just stop pretending this isn't a big deal. Let's not say I'm going to be fine. Let's take this moment and go, holy shit, this is a really big fucking thing. This is like your whole childhood in a flash, like changed and be okay with feeling like how insane that is, how big that is. Don't diminish what you're feeling mm-hmm. to make me feel better. She said that to me, and it was like, for someone to give me that permission, that's such love. Yeah. That's so, and everyone needs someone in their life like that. But also, that is, if if someone in your life isn't giving you that, why are they in your life? That's where I'm at with my life. I'm like, if you have people in your life, well. Like, I don't mean an acquaintance or colleague. I mean, if you have someone in your life you call a friend that you can't call in that moment, that is not your friend. Right. They're not your friend. I mean, I agree with you there. I I think, okay, so, 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 so I'm just, because I was struggling with a similar thing, right? I told, my mom and I had a, had a problem, you see, because, um, 
this gets kind of personal. So my mom has this psychic friend who actually is like really about healing, right? Yeah. And I've been feeling like in May when I told her Michael got diagnosed with cancer, uh, the psychic friends could have been helpful uh, in maybe helping Michael or whatever yeah. in retrospect, but he, she chose not to reveal that. And so I felt like she put herself ahead of mm. it, right? And so... Like, this recently, like, you know, when Joe and I got back together, Joe was like, I would like to take you and your mom to dinner. And then, so I said that to her, and then she kind of, she said, no, I feel uncomfortable, which was a blow. But then, like, so I guess what I'm saying is, like, I'm, I'm working on that piece, but, like, I feel sometimes afraid to rely on other people in any way, because then... If they're not there for you in that way at that moment, then it's like I'm setting myself for a major hurt. And maybe that's just what came to me. So like, how do you... That's a great point. Right? So they're like, so how can I... I want to be the person that I can turn to and soothe myself and be cool. I don't want to need... It's so great to have a friend. It's great to have that. Yeah, it's great. You can't need... Right. Like, I think that that's so important because you're right. Like, well, like the other day. So I had like two days in a row that were really rough. Yeah. But I want to say that like I have been lately like so happy mentally, spiritually, emotionally. I felt in a place where I feel like things are going really well. I've been feeling like on an upward trajectory. I've been happy. And then I kind of had a sudden like two days of just wow like really rough like blood I, moon <laughs> yeah it was right around the blood moon we even talked about it i was like do you think it's the moon well i looked it up remember i, I texted you that thing and it yeah. said like time to reevaluate and let go of things that don't serve you which was so interesting because you guys like some of these things were out of my control like i just uh business rejection stuff just a couple things i was really really hoping to get that i would felt like i was very close to getting fell kind of apart and then then this stuff happened with my family. And then also, like, you know, the guy, I mean, the, now I said, the guy that I dated that, like, um, I had, the last guy that I dated that kind of was the person that inspired all this movement forward, like, yeah. also suddenly had, like, an album coming out. So he was, like, all over. He was popping up everywhere. It was, like, constant <sighs> in my face. And so everything that I've been working towards now is, like, almost being tested. Yeah. It's almost like it was a test. And so I had that. Those two days where I was really in the dumps. Now, like last night I was fortunate because you were around and Krista was around. But the day before I was super depressed about some of the stuff that was going on. And everyone was busy and there wasn't anyone. And I will tell you that it's all about the growth and the self-work I've been doing. And you can, like we all can, because old Kate, when no one else Mm -hmm. was around... Would have either found someone to fuck, bought a bag of blow, gone to a bar, gone so- done something right. to avoid dealing. Right. Anything to avoid dealing. If I couldn't have found a friend to talk to, I would have gone crazy. Yeah. I didn't this time. Yeah. In fact, I even made a decision to not go somewhere where I knew I would possibly run into right. this person. Good for you. Yeah. So, like, it was... It's great to have people, and I think we all should look for people like that. And and I guess what I was saying is, if you have people in your life that aren't serving that, then maybe reevaluate how much energy you're giving to those people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the same time, like, it it is true that everything you need. There's like this Rumi quote it, that's like, um, 
like everyone is like everyone wants to explore the universe but like everything you'll find in the universe is already inside you it's something like that i'm butchering Rumi, but like the point is i really do think it's true that you can have everything on your own but i Yeah. yeah It's like this. We're growing. This is, no, but We're this is, grow- These this people, is, are you guys bored at home? <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe they will be, but we can have, we can listen to this ourselves. Yeah. But this is what, this is, this is huge because, okay, like, so I, I think this, I think in, in our society, like, uh, maybe it's a thing, like, we can't, if, if we're proud of ourselves, then we're being boastful, that kind of situation. Yeah. And then you get people around you, which... You have daddy issues, I have daddy issues, whatever. Yeah. And we just want someone to be proud of us. But here's the thing. If we're okay to be proud of ourselves, right, then you get people around you who go, instead of, Kate, I could sit here right now, Aiden could sit here and go, Kate, I'm proud of you. And that's that. And you feel that. And I am, right? Yeah. But the more important thing is, Kate. I'm proud of me. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Two months ago, you look at, you know what I mean? Reflecting back to you, like, look at where you are now. It's so True, so it doesn't really so matter right. if I'm proud of you or not. It's nice. Yeah. But Kate's proud of Kate. And You're that's so right. important. You're so right. Well, I posted something on Instagram the other day that was like, um, I said, oh, it was a meme. It wasn't mine. But it said, the greatest addiction we have is talking about what's bothering us instead of talking about our joys. And I posted it because lately, mm-hmm. I've, even last night, when I was talking to Krista about all the stuff with my dad, she was like, well, let's take this and look at the positives in it, which is like, you're strong enough now to deal with this. This was brought on your plate now because this is like the last step of you. Now this changes everything with the way you deal with men because of what you know and what like it just, and, and I really think that I'm going to come through it so much faster because of the way that I've been switching my brain to see Mm -hmm. positive, even like, even like when I got the rejection the other day, like I got turned down for something I wanted. And instead of doing the normal thing of like spending a bunch of time being sad, I immediately was like, what's another route I can go to get there and started working on it right away and found it. So like people were commenting on that meme and they were saying, um, it's so funny because like half the people were like, yep, awesome, so true. That's how I've been trying to live. And then there were all these other people that were like, oh, so we're just supposed to pretend that like you know the government isn't falling apart or I'm just supposed to pretend my friend didn't die or I'm just not and and it's like I'm reading those going this is exactly the difference between a happy life and an unhappy life is you can see that meme and go yeah I'm gonna work on that and of course we talk about our problems I called you to talk about problems you call me but when we do that we look for the positives or we look for how we can make ourselves better instead of just it's not a pity party yeah and so like I, it was funny going down reading the comments because i was just like well the, these people are the happy people and these people are the people who are choosing to be unhappy yeah. you're choosing it I mean, you really i mean you're really choosing it and but it took me forever to realize and it's not like i'm you guys trust me i'm still a fuck up like i haven't even told <laughs> i haven't even told my dating fuck ups and obviously like the whole podcast fell apart because both these cords don't work like things are not perfect but, like, I'm excited about fixing the course. Yeah. Oh, well, you know, it's a process, right? Right. Yeah. Um, the dating fuck up, I guess. Okay, I made it three months. And it, it's been since October. Wait, no. When did Wait, I, since you had no sex? No Dick November started, really. Wait a minute. In, in October. You had no Dick since have, No Dick November? Yes, No Dick. Really? Yes. In three months, Kate. I know. 
That's crazy. It's so long for me. I can't even imagine. <laughs> yeah, well, of course you can't because you fuck like three dicks a day. You're like, <laughs> you could do three dicks. I really, I really could. I have. <laughs> I have four or five, whatever. Nothing, nothing wrong with that. Oh my God. Uh, well, I just, I, you know why? Because once I did No Dick November, then I just was like on such a gung-ho pace with this whole self-help thing and becoming a better person <laughs> that I was like, I don't want to risk fucking it up. And every time I started talking to a guy, like there was that one baseball player and then there was like another musician. And just every time I started talking to somebody, they would start to annoy me before we'd even like get anywhere. And I was like, why am I even doing this? It's like everything is going perfect. The only time I get irritated is when I try to bring a fucking dick into the picture. So, and there are no dicks around for me. I don't have a booty call. I have guys that were booty calls and for whatever reason, like the sex wasn't good enough or it fizzled out or they don't live here or whatever the thing is, there's just none on the table right now. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to go back to like the exes I normally would hook up with because actually like one of them, like the one who I like vandalized his door, we've actually become like actual like friends. (laughs) The one with the police report? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the one where I pussy, ju- pussy juiced his door. Oh my god! Yeah. In fact, I wish I could play it for you. I can't, but like he even sent me like the nicest voicemail today because he was hanging out with. He does like a Big Brother program thing where he hangs out with like this That's sweet special kid. Yeah, and and he's brought him here before, and the special needs kid, and like he's like I bought him coloring books, and we like hang out every once in a while, but. I haven't seen him in a long time mm. since before the whole incident, you know. And um, today, like right before you got here, he was with him and he had the kid leave me a voice message and he was like, hi, Kate, I love you so much. I miss you. Like, but I could hear him telling the kid what to say. Tell her you love her. Tell her you miss her. Tell, And it was really like heartwarming. That's why I'm not banging him anymore. I'm like, we are not fucking this up. Right? <laughs> We're finally friends. If we fuck, it'll all go to hell. I wish that we could be in love and date, but it's never going to work out. So we're just friends now. Mm-hmm. But, um, and he's also like so- doing this sober thing right now. So he's like two months sober or something. So which is probably why we're getting along. But the point is, I just, I keep, I am starting to feel that itch, not just for sex, but like to date, to go out with a guy for a little action also mm-hmm. to fuck i'm dying like i'm no! dying i'm dying like three months i can't imagine i can't even masturbate aiden i can't think of anyone why because there's no one even in my mind you can't watch porn yeah i do but like the thing is usually for me i'll watch a porn or something but when i get like to the climax point there's always like someone who I'm fucking or wanting to fuck or had really hot sex with in the past to think about and right now it's like, no one is doing it for me right now. Even that guy that I was just talking about, the, the police report guy, mm-hmm. even that guy who I have the hottest sex with, it's almost like my brain knows, like, don't go there, so I can't. Mm-hmm. So there's no one. And then there was a guy that I was excited to go out with, again, just like what happened on New Year's Eve, who we were flirting, we were talking, and I was excited to go out with him, and then he fucking... Never took me out, which I mean, I'm guessing he got back with whatever chick he was dating before. Who the fuck knows? But you know what I did? I called him a fuckboy. I keep calling him fuckboys. I keep getting upset 
when here's what I get upset about now. This is my new thing that's making me crazy. So this is the one thing where I'm still, obviously I haven't reached um, like whatever it is that you're supposed to get to when you're like zen. Is yeah, that it? Yeah. I'm not in total zen with dudes because my patience now, I've become the jaded girl. That's okay. That's a process, right? I don't want to be jaded. Look, 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 look. I want to be about love. Look, it is, you are where you are and that's perfect. Okay, right. you just need to, it's, like you said, pendulum, right? Remember You're we're right. done with pendulum? Yes, and I'm moving forward. Yeah, that's right. Before you were like, oh my God, anybody love me? <laughs> not, not, not like that. But like, oh my God, call me back, call me back, 27 texts. You know, but, right. but now you're like, oh, you know, these guys aren't good enough for me. You'll find a balance soon and this is great. Oh God, thank you. All right, well, you know what? Yeah, I kind of like, but to be fair to me, this is a guy that I went out with years ago a few times. We made out, hot make out, but I wouldn't hook up with him because I felt that he wasn't taking me on dates. It was the kind of thing where he'd like invite me somewhere he was already with his oh, yeah. buddies and then we kind of make out. Did we talk about him yesterday? Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, recently we started talking again and it was a little more like deep. I felt a little more connected. And then he was like, I would totally want to date you. Like, you're amazing. And then he wasn't taking you out. And then he, yeah. That, and then I, like, once a week, maybe I'd kind of be like, yo, what's up? You in town this week? And then he just wasn't. So I was like, fuck it. But then I finally got fed up. I just got fed up because I feel like when we text, he flirts, but he doesn't move on it. So mm-hmm. I finally was like, what is your deal? You just need attention. You need validation. You're just, like, knowing that maybe you could take me out. I was like, yeah. Your time is up. You no longer get to take me out. But the reason that I look like the idiot is because I called him a fuckboy. And then he goes, how am I a fuckboy when I didn't try to fuck you? He's like, I'm a fuckboy for not taking you out. Wouldn't I be a fuckboy if I, like, fucked you and then... And I was like, no. Because to me, the fuckboy thing is just... Fuckboys also qualify if, like, you just want attention. Yeah. Pictures. Totally. Yeah. You have no intention of anything. Absolutely. Other than knowing you could 1, maybe... 1,000%. Thank you! So I called him a fuckboy, and yeah. he said he was gutted. He used the word gutted. Well, then he needs to get over it. Come on, he's gutted over that, please. And he's, like, in the entertainment industry, right? Maybe. Yeah, so... <laughs> If you're gutted over some girl saying that you're a fuckboy, please. You better quit this some business. Balls, please. <laughs> give me a break. Like, we buy that bullshit. Please, give me a break. Thank you, Aiden. Yeah, there you go. So are you going to dump Joe? Yeah, I'm, I can't. I can't. Although when you were talking about... <laughs> I knew it. I saw although, it. Although when you were talking about um, uh, just being friends with him platonically, I'm like, could I? But I'm like, no, I'm just giving myself excuses. I can't talk to him for a few weeks. Time anymore. out. Yeah. Just so you know about the being friends platonically thing, mind you, there was about six months of no speaking between my police report <laughs> and this new platonic friendship we have. Which, by the way, can I just tell you the best part of our platonic friendship that is so funny? You're going to die. What? This is how we're going to end this because this is the most epic fail. So this guy and I, he's the guy that I dated, I was in love with, then eventually we wanted to kill each other, back, forth, back, forth, toxic, amazing sex, friends, mm-hmm. see each other out, because same business, blah. Uh, we have blocked each other's phone numbers, Instagrams, Facebooks, Twitters. I don't even know what I saw him blocked on, not blocked on at this point. So many times, it's like... Uh, like there should be some kind of limit where once you block someone like three times, Instagram just goes, no, no more. (laughs) That's it. Yeah. Yeah. But 
that's kind of what happened because this is so weird. So last time when I, the whole police report thing happened, um, allegedly, he blocked my number. Uh-huh. Fair. Um, <laughs> at the time, I was still using the burner app to go around the number blocks. Oh, God, stuff, Catherine. Which I am, I'm proud to report. I have deleted the burner app for months now. Like I deleted. The oh, are you gonna get notifications from the burner app even though you deleted it? <laughs> no, I actually I deleted the burner app um, at the beginning of No Dick November. Yeah. I decided, like, uh, New Kate is not. If someone blocks you, there's a reason. <laughs> Hopefully, New Kate doesn't get blocked anymore. You know. But so I deleted the burner app. Okay. So now, I couldn't text him. Um, couldn't burn or him, burn him, whatever. Then I ran into him, um, one night and we got to talking as we do. And I kind of apologized for maybe going slightly overboard with the whole pussy juice signs on the door. And he was like, it's fine. I know you're crazy, but that's an understanding guy too. You got to give him some credit there. I have magic pussy. There is no end, like, but I think that the reason is also because we get each other, man. That guy is one example, someone that, like, I kind of get his damage, he kind of gets my damage, but he sees my heart, and I see his heart. I think that's the thing, is, like, I think that at the core, we don't mean to hurt each other. Yeah. And I think that that's why it's like, how could he stay mad at me? At the end of the day, he knows I love him. And there's love there. Yeah. It's just whatever. But so he, yeah. So we're, and anyway, there was a funny prank and for him to like hold a grudge, whatever. But okay. The point is, we're not going to go back. <laughs> the point is, um, we start talking and then he's like, I'll text you. We're cool. So then I text him later and he didn't answer. But that's cool. I was like, maybe he is still mad. Like every once in a while I'll see him in person. He'll act not mad, but then he really is still mad. Yeah. So I'm like whatever. That's fine. The next day. My phone rings, and it's him. And he's like, hey, are you getting my texts? And I'm like, no, I text you. I never heard back. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, I text you back. He's like, uh, do you have me blocked? Unblock me on something else. I'll, I'll DM you. So, like, I unblocked him on Instagram. He DMs me, and I can see that he's getting texts from me, but he, when he responds, they're not coming through. Mm. Like, as if his number's blocked. Mm. But when he calls, it rings. Mm. So his number is not blocked and I looked at his phone and there's nothing weird on his end. There's nothing. My point is like something is now ha- like I must have blocked him so many times like somewhere in the system. It's yeah, unblockable. It's, 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 <laughs> there's a confusion. Yeah. There's a cl- the cloud or Verizon or God. I don't know what it is, but like it's hilarious because now we have to DM back and forth on Instagram and we he can call me. And I can text him, but I can't get text back from That's him. That's hilarious. Like, and it's un- We don't know if I don't even know if getting a new phone would fix it. If I was, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but it's just funny because now I'm like literally at the point where I'm like, this is literally a sign. That's so funny. Like when you ask for a sign, like this is a fucking sign. Like, listen, guys, we're really trying to keep you from communicating. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where I'm at. I'm still a virgin. Catherine. But you never know what could happen. And uh, 
Aiden, I love you. I love you. I'm proud of us. I'm proud of us too. I hope that this audio is good, but I think that for a first episode of Misfit Island slash Date Fails, this was a fucking This win. was like, this was like about self-improvement. It How was um, so good. Yeah. And only an hour? I feel like we talked for 10 minutes. Yeah, years. this was awesome. I'm proud of us. Yeah, I'm proud of us too. Yay. So, guys, listen, I'm sorry that there was a glitch with the sound today, but the good news is I have this whole weekend to work on it, which is my only plan for the weekend, other than Saturday night at the Comedy Store. Woo-hoo. And um, follow Aiden at Aiden Park Show. He gives the best advice. You can send both of us questions. And as soon as I get this shit set up in here, we are going to be able to also like take calls. I'm so excited. Oh, how exciting is that? Yeah. So what you guys have to do, and by the way, th- these people are not paying me for this. This is just the way we're going to do it. There is an app called Anchor, like a ship anchor. That is where the podcast will live it will also, obviously, Misfit Island will be on everything, but the Anchor app is so cool because I'll be able to take calls through the app. from, But only from other Anchor other users. Other from only, yes, from other Anchor users. So at the beginning when we do it, that's probably how we're going to do it. So go get the Anchor app and uh, I'll post all the information for the podcast. But, you know, eventually we'll find an easier way if you don't have the app. But for now, that's what it's going to be. So next episode, when we do it, hopefully that'll be ready to go. And um, you have to come back. Will you come back often? You're so great. Yay, I love you. Yay! I feel better about my life after this today. This really cheered me up. Yeah, it cheered me up, We both needed it. Yay! Hashtag friendship. Guys, this has been Date Fails. um, And... The first episode of Misfit Island. I hope you guys like it. I really want your feedback. I promise the sound will get better. And there's no ads on this one, which is bad financially, but kind of nice for this just because we got to bullshit the whole time. (laughs) And uh, I didn't have to worry about saying words like pussy. So that's... All right, I love you guys. This has been Date Fails. Follow Aiden, follow me, and subscribe to the Patreon. Patreon.com slash Kate Q Funny. Bye! I'm so happy we did this. Okay.